Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You know, the irony of all this is that Trevor Lawrence has done and said the right thing every step of the way. And I'm sure when he made those comments, which I'll reel off to you here to Sports Illustrated, I'm sure he was just being honest. I'm sure some people actually said, wow, this kid's got his priorities in order. Football's not the most important thing in his life. But considering it is the most important thing to NFL teams and the draft is less than two weeks away, those comments are being taken in an interesting fashion today as we'll get the comments of Keyshawn Johnson and Bart Scott. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay will be back with us next week as we creep closer 13 days away from the draft here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Television. So as you know, Key, I mean, you know, Key grew up in the era of an athlete. If you were on the cover of Sports Illustrated and there was a big-time cover story about you, all eyeballs would be on it. And in 2021, it's all in digital form, but it's basically the same thing. Were you a Sports Illustrated cover boy? I think I've been on it a few times. Gotcha. So Trevor Lawrence is now joining you in that esteemed company and essentially telling the writer Michael Rosenberg, and I would check out the piece for sure, quote, this is Lawrence. It's hard to explain that because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. I appreciate the honesty. It's not being appreciated across other circles. The other sidelight of this is it's a matter of who says it and the way it's perceived. Lawrence said it. He got a little blowback. But as Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL analyst from Monday Night Football, said on Get Up yesterday, if you think the blowback was strong for Trevor making these comments, imagine if Ohio State's quarterback said the same thing. Playing quarterback at the NFL level is hard. Steve Young used to say it all the time to me on Monday Night Countdown. It's about the details. It's about the preparation. It's about the commitment. And you better be committed on that level. And the last thing I'll just say is this real quick. Remember now, people were questioning Justin Fields. People were questioning Justin Fields, and he hadn't said a word. People were questioning just how committed he was and whether he was going to be one of those guys who's going to put in the time to be great. If Justin Fields had said this kind of thing... What do you think we'd be talking about here this morning? So I'm just going to put that out there, and I'm not questioning Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, though. Lou posed that question. Key, what's your answer? Well, Lewis is right, though. I think when you look at it, you want all your players to play with a chip on your shoulder, not just a quarterback. Hell, I want my punter to feel a certain way. I mean, that's just the way you approach the game. Uh, I understand that he's been put in a position – where he didn't have to or doesn't have to feel that way because he is the chosen one by most. He is the star by most accounts. And so he doesn't feel like people are knocking him or whatever the case may be, like other players along the way. When I played in the league, and I'm sure Bark can say the same thing in college and in the league, every single day, down, snap, everything, it was a chip on my shoulders. I always felt like that way even though I didn't need to. I just felt that way. I manufactured things in my mind whatever it may have been, mm-hmm. to just think that, oh, okay, I see you think this way about me or, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do this to you because I don't like you. you know. And, and so that's just some guys are built that way, and some, some guys are not, but I want all my teammates to be built that way. Well, when you look at his path, right, his journey, he's always been successful. He hasn't ran into something that's able to hit back yet. 
Um, guess what? If you're if things go according to plan, you're going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you don't have a chip on your shoulder as a rookie, you're going to have one on your second year when people are doubting if you were the right pick because everybody else who's going to go to a much better situation is probably going to have a little bit more success. Mm-hmm. Whoever goes at three to San Francisco is going to have more success. So it's going to they're going to look like they're the front runner and they're the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're in Jacksonville. You're going to struggle and you're going to be doubted for the first time in your career. I don't like my quarterback. I don't like people learning. I don't like people figuring out, you know, what they're made of late in life, right? I need people that already have scars hit you, already got callous early in life because I know how they're going to respond to adversity. But I don't have the bigger problem with his comments. The biggest comments and the negative, well, the biggest problem I have is with his dad when he says that, um, you know, to Trevor, you know, saying it's not like winning a Super Bowl. He's not like winning a Super Bowl at all costs kind of guy. What the hell does that mean? You're not a Super Bowl at all costs type of guy. Then what the hell are you playing for? I need my quarterback to win at all costs. I need that to be not only the main thing. I need that to be the only thing because that's what I'm here for. That's what my teammates are here for. So I don't need, listen, a, 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 a young player, it sounds like his dad is his biggest influence in his life. I don't need him to have that adversity. I don't need him to be cr- criticized. I don't need him to be injured and his dad in his ear like, well, son, you know you can retire and come on home. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. I need him to say, <laughs> I need him to say, stand up, son. Be proud. Prove him wrong. I and, need him to say, get put a chip on the shoulder. And that's the thing. If, if, if I was in the department of running a team or whatever, adversity is extremely important to me from a player standpoint. I've always said this when it, when terms of dealing with players. I need a guy that's gone through some adversity because I know that adversity is going to – you're going to punch back. You're not going to just sit and fold your tent. Mm-hmm. So when I look at a guy like Justin Fields, he went through some adversity at Georgia. Oh, yeah. So he had to leave Georgia, figure it out. It's swirling around. And one minute he was going to go to Penn State, then he decided not to go to Penn State. I'm going to go to Georgia. He goes to Georgia, whatever. Jake Fromm beat him out, whatever you want to call it. Right? Because some say it was – the, the 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 antics of the baseball situation. Some say no, it was really Jake Fromm beat him out, and so he left. He took his ball and ran. That's adversity. However you look at it, he goes Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He overcomes a little bit of that adversity mm-hmm. to put himself in a position. So now we can have the conversation of who is the top quarterback. I'd like to see my teammates and my guys that I'm picking go through some sort of adversity. I don't need everything to be hunky dory. I just don't. And I think adversity was there for Trey Lance. Nobody looked at him, so he went to NDSU and he proved everybody wrong. He'll certainly have adversity because people will question the quality of the competition. You could honestly, you could say Mac Jones went through adversity. He wasn't supposed to be anything there. He wasn't going to be the guy that was going to replace Tua. He was thrown in after Tua got hurt. He threw two pick sixers in the Iron Bowl, and within the course of a year, came back and had an unbelievable season. Even mm-hmm. Zach Wilson grew up wanting to go to Utah. Hardcore Utah fan. They didn't want him. They were committed to somebody else. He went to BYU. So every Everybody except for Lawrence has had some version of adversity. You mentioned ranking the quarterbacks. We'll rank yours in a second. A reminder today on the ESPN Daily, the rankings that matter most to many, of course, come from Mel Kuyper Jr. The NFL draft is an institution. Mel basically invented the format and... He will join the ESPN Daily Podcast on his role in growing this national obsession, the NFL Draft. That's today. You can listen anywhere you get your favorite podcast. It is time for Key's Real Rankings. And this time, he's ranking the top available quarterbacks in this year's draft. Key's Real Rankings brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. 
We usually typically go from five to one, but we're going to go from one down to five. Number one. I'm taking Justin Fields as my top quarterback over Trevor Lawrence. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, the Jaguars aren't going to do it. Whatever. This is my rankings. This is how I feel. <laughs> right. I feel like when you look at a guy like Justin Fields, who's gone through some adversity, as I mentioned, coming from the University of Georgia to a new offense in Ryan Day, lit it on fire in, 20, in 2019. Came into this situation, didn't know his teammates, didn't know anything, walked into the building, took the starting job, made players transfer from Ohio State at that position, and the rest has been history. Number two. Number two is Trevor Lawrence. You, you, you think about it, what he was able to do. They gave him the job over Kelly Bryant his freshman year. Although Clemson was headed in the right direction with Kelly Bryant, they saw something in Trevor Lawrence to say, hey, we can't win the championship right. with Brian, but we can win it with Trevor Lawrence. And again, the rest is history. Big, strong arm, uh, athletic ability more than what you think. I think he can make all the throws. He can get guys open with the football, manipulating it. But he's been playing on a pretty successful level with pretty successful players around him. So I still worry about what the NFL level is going to be like for him. Number three. Three is a guy that came out of nowhere, surprisingly, Trey Lance, right? He just comes out of nowhere, played at the FBS level. A lot of people hadn't seen enough of him, 17 games. But it's not the games, it's his ability. Look at his throwing motion. Look at his athleticism. Look at his strong arm, his intelligence, all of those sort of things. I personally talked to his quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, and Quincy said, Key, I'm telling you, He's got a lot of Patrick Mahomes in him, and I know that's a high bar, but if he gets to get the right coach, get a hold of him, he's going to be something special. Number four. Another guy, number four, and Zach Wilson comes out of nowhere. A lot of people at BYU thought that this kid was amazing. Scouts think he's amazing. I'm a little worried about his size, though. I don't like frail quarterbacks. His shoulders are a little narrow for me. Big-time competition he didn't really necessarily play against when he had to go to Coastal Carolina in short notice. BYU lost that football game. Not all on him. I know people think that he can get guys open by manipulating the football, his athletic ability. But what happens when you got guys like Bart Scott chasing him around, Chris Canty? Can he escape the pocket and do those things? Can he take that week-in and week-out pounding unlike at the level that he's playing at? Number five. And number five is a guy that comes out of nowhere for me is Davis Mills. He's been injured at times at Stanford, but Davis Shaw told me, Key, this guy can play. He's tougher than nails. He stands in the pocket. He delivers the football despite being knocked around. And they're not playing with the best of talent at Stanford either. But as far as the quarterback position go, a guy like Davis Shaw coaching him up, the same guy who coached Andrew Luck, you're not getting Andrew Luck, but you're getting a pro-style quarterback that can certainly climb the ladder in the National Football League. Okay, so if you're listening at home watching this morning on television, you're probably so thinking much Mac Jones two things. Yes, number one, what where is Mac? Mac Jones? Well, where is he? I mean, I don't. I, this is my ranking, first of all, okay. Zubin. Okay. Don't listen to Bart. <laughs> and the reason Mac Jones is not in my top five doesn't mean he's not six. I just, I just like David Mills better. I think David Mills, I mean Davis Mills, better for 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 what he's was able to do at Stanford. I know he's been injured and in and out of lineup at times, but he is a healthy pro prospect, I would say. Mac Jones is fine, but I don't think Mac Jones is the third or the fourth best quarterback in this year's draft. I mean, I, I just don't. When you when you have 
is a wealth of talent around you. First of all, he held off a true freshman in Bryce Young Mm -hmm. from modern day high school Mm -hmm. to barely get the nod from Steve Sarkeesian in, in Nick Saban. And much like you mentioned, yeah, he came in a year ago, he threw the two pick sixes uh, in the Iron Bowl, made everybody go, ooh. I think he's a good quarterback, but he reminds me so much of A.J. McCarron. Mm-hmm. He just does. And in in this day and age in the National Football League, sub-zero refrigerating quarterbacks just aren't there. I know Tom Brady's still around and he's doing – but that's Tom damn Brady. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest with each other. And so when you start to just look at the NFL in the landscape – Everybody is mobile. Literally, everybody is mobile. I mean, they, they just Josh Allen's, uh, Baker Mayfield, as slow as he is, he's still mobile. Mm-hmm. I mean, you Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Carr, uh, even uh, Hurt Pres- Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott Jalen Hurts. I mean, you just go on and on and on and on. Tua, nobody's a big slug. That's 1980s, 1990 football. I think it's going in a different direction. So are you telling us that Davis Mills is going to have a better pro career than that of Mac Jones? Because I think think you're telling our listeners something that they may not know because I'm sure they didn't have Davis Mills on on their radar. So you're saying maybe in the second, third round, he may be that hidden gem like Dak Prescott. He could be a potential gem like Russell Wilson. He could be a potential gem, not like Tom Brady, but he can be somebody that they get in the second, third rounds that you look up two, three years from now are one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I don't even I don't know if he goes in the third round. I don't know that he lasts that long. But huh. the bottom of the first round when you All right, got, Chicago, make it happen, Chicago. When you, when you have teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at thirty two yeah. that are looking to replace a Tom Brady three years from now this may be a guy that's on their radar where all of a sudden they're looking at 32 as a luxury pick. They go, yeah. Or you have a team that says, let's get back into the first round at let's move up to 28. Hey, let's trade out and do this. You may have a team that decides that that guy right there, yeah, he's going to be our future. I mean, that's just, you know. Before we hit the callers, Robert in Chicago wants to comment on your list. Uh, another guy with adversity, just real quick, is, uh, is Kyle Trask. He barely started in high school. Great story. Was uh, among one of the great quarterbacks at Florida where they love to sling it around, as you know, the fun and gun. Uh, not making the top five, but is he next cut? I, I think he's the next cut, uh, right? I mean, you, you – I saw the, the – uh... Oh, man, it was which game did I watch? Was it the Alabama game or was it the – The SEC title game? Which was it the SEC title game? It was one game. Yeah, yeah, that, he looked good. Yeah, at times. But then at times it was like, ooh. You know, and I watched him enough to, to like him, but I don't love him to put him in front of those other guys. But that's me. All right, What Robert. the hell do I know? I just, you know, put <laughs> well, a list together. Well, you saw and heard Key's top five. Robert in Chicago, what do you make of Key's QB list 2021 NFL draft list? Quarterbacks. Well, good morning, and, and thanks for taking my call. Um, I like everything but the first choice. I think you kind of blew that with Justin Fields, number one. All right. Um, I, I still think Trevor Lawrence is, would be the number one choice. I would move Trey Lance to number two and Justin Fields, number three. Okay. That's your list. But guess what? This one's mine. And guess what? Let's stay in the city of Chicago. Tommy in Chicago, what's up? I like, really, I like Keelan. I like Justin Fields. Uh, but I do want to say this about Trevor Lawrence. I don't care what his dad said. 
I saw that kid take big hits in that last game he played, big hit. Got up, competed. I think he played with passion. So, I mean, you don't take hits like that and, you know, don't play with passion. But looking at the rest of this list, I can go I'll go with Zach Wilson over Trey Lance just off the fact uh Trey Lance haven't played that many games and we got Mitch, he didn't play that many games and I don't know. I think you got to play a lot of games to be successful. You know, I think you need more reps. I'm hoping the Bears trade back in the first round to get Davis Mills. I'm familiar with Davis Mills. Not a big Mac Jones fan. Uh, all the weapons to Alabama, the average quarterback might look great. Mm. Yeah, and, and he has a he has a point about Trey Lance in the games, but I, I'm, I'm just looking at his ability. I'm not I'm not looking at the games. I'm envisioning his raw ability. His raw ability, and what if I put him with? That guy. Or what if I put him with that receiver? And what, what if he has that running back behind him? What will he be? Think about it. Yeah. He, Trey Lance had twice as many pro days as he played in games. Just let that settle in for one second. <laughs> right. They played one game in 2020, and that's not his fault. It's the FCS. They decided some teams to cancel. Some teams are playing right now, in fact. In fact, North Dakota State is playing right now without him. But he had two pro days and played in one game. Uh, let's go to Edward in Chicago. We're going to make a run on the Windy City here. Edward, what do you got? What's going on? How y'all doing? What's up, Eddie? Uh, Zubin, you're great. <laughs> Thank you. Bart, Eddie, you can stay all show long. <laughs> Bart, you're hysterical. Can't wait. Uh, Keyshawn, my regards to your family. Appreciate you can catch it. What you can't do. <laughs> um, the three players, well, there's five people I want to talk about. You guys already mentioned Sterling Sharp, Bo Jackson, and Penny Hardaway. Those are my three. But there's two I wanted to mention that I have not heard. Ryan Howard from the Phillies, mm. when he tore his Achilles, running out of first base uh, run out, tore his Achilles, was never the yeah. same since. Yeah, he's a beast. And Monica Sellis. Oh, the tennis player. Okay. Remember, yeah. She got stabbed by Gunter Parsh. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, no, I remember. Great yes, ones. She was never the same ever since. That's it, a great one. I look like that because I would have. I just that never crossed my mind. Yeah, you know, Monica Sellers never crossed my mind. And Ryan Howard, former NL MVP, works with yeah, us man, here at ESPN. Really. He absolutely balled out. Brian in New York, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Uh, wanted to ask a question. There's been a lot of talk about Zach Wilson uh, and the level of competition he played against. Uh, it's not like it's a college team playing a high school team. His teammates are the same level, more or less, as his opponent. Yeah. So I think it kind of evens out. And by the set, by the same argument, someone like Mac Jones, who played for Alabama, had all the very best players around him. So him playing against other teams at the same level, uh, it kind of evens out. So I don't see I where so. it's a big takeaway where someone played against a team that is lesser quality than uh, and then say what Alabama played against. I don't think it's the end, but it certainly factors in the decision making about competition, amount of games being played, all those sort of things. You have to factor in yeah. when you're looking at prospects. You but, can't just ignore it. Well, that's the, that's the same argument that I used to have coming from a D1AA, right? They were saying, 
well, listen, look at the competition that I did against. I was like, well, hell, I didn't have All-American nose guard in front of me. Right? You know, I, got, yeah. I got guards and linemen coming up to me. I got team players or teams I'm going against with better players than, than mine, and I'm having to navigate through all this traffic. Man, like, when I got to the Ravens, it was like, it was like Christmas. Like, man, like, you, mean, <laughs> you mean I don't have a guard in my face in the first two steps? I mean, I, people holding jump throughs. I mean, I'm getting good coaching. I got good cleats. Hell, man, I told you I flew on a it's plane. It's easy with- to play alongside Ray Lewis. Bro, okay, is it? Is it really? Been, it ain't easy being a fullback. It ain't I'm easy. I tell you what, with you, man. Hey, listen, man, I flew on a plane with no, with no. I flew on a plane with no windows one time, man. Like I said, like I deserve to be in the league, and I understand the plight and the, and the chip on the shoulders that guys from smaller programs, you know, deal with. So it does kind of even out because when Mac Jones goes and, and, and he and he's drafted, and maybe the team isn't talented, what can he do with having to buy time with his feet? We've never seen him have to buy time with his feet. Clean pockets, wide receivers already open. Can he be able to buy time and go through his progressions and get to his third or fourth read and find his check down if he has to? Jonathan- Off-schedule plays. Yeah, so Trevor Lawrence, of course, from the state of Georgia, and so is Jonathan. Jonathan in Georgia, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I don't have any issue with the list because that's your list. I just have an issue with the premise that we should punish quarterbacks for having talent around them. Trevor Lawrence had talent around him, and we shouldn't punish him, and we don't. Justin Fields the same way. Olave's a beast, and they had Sermon in the backfield. I'm not a Mac Jones fan, but I'm not going to punish him for having talent around him. And I'll say this before I go. What do we all say about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? If he had more weapons, he could be even greater than he has been, even as an MVP. So we can't say Lamar needs weapons to be better and then punish these quarterbacks for having weapons at the collegiate level. Yeah, yeah. Bless no, no, he's, he's, he's right about that, punishing quarterbacks when they have weapons around them, multiple weapons, and they're in easy situations. I don't punish him for that. I'm, I don't like his skill set. His skill set doesn't transfer to the, to the NFL game. for me the, at the level in which – I would want my quarterbacks, but it may transfer for teams that's out there that like him, the smart guru, offensive coordinators and head coaches that's smarter than everybody else. That's all I'm saying. I mean, what we're trying to say is it's easy for a good quarterback to hide on a great team. That's all we're saying. We're saying that he may be great, but we don't know. We don't have evidence of that. We're going to need evidence to see if he can be a force multiplier, if he can be a guy that makes everybody around him. Or do, does he need everything around him to be perfect to play at a high level? Absolutely. And that's the way you look at it. Does he need everything around him to be perfect for him to succeed at the level in which we're going to draft him? A lot of players in this league that play the quarterback well, position. Well, Baker Mayfield. Everything needs say, to be that's, perfect. That's what we say about everything Baker Mayfield. Everything needs to be perfect. You can take my position at wide receiver. Every receiver can't line up on the outside edge of the numbers and get off. Mm-hmm. That's why they move inside. Because outside, outside them numbers, Zubin, when you start to get close to that sideline, it's a different world when you're on that island. Yes, a different world, too, from college to the NFL. Is look at your IOG, triple OG. About to find out. world out there. The NBA's on ESPN Radio. Tune in Sunday. Knicks Pelicans presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 1230 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. On the way, he's the best cornerback. Not quarterback. We spent too much time about them already. He's the best cornerback in this year's draft. Our front office insider Mike Tannenbaum has him as a top 10 pick. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. But get You this. mean the son, not the dad. <laughs> the son. But get this. Because of the dad, son might not even be the best CB in his own family. Mac Jones is a pretty darn good teammate of his own. And that, of course, is Patrick Sertain the second his father joins us this morning. He's got some good genes, that's for sure. Father and son on the Goodyear hotline this morning. Patrick, welcome in. Our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, has your boy going top 10. It's got to be amazing to have your son be in that position. Father's Day is officially this year. I just looked it up. Sunday, June 20th. But I imagine for you, Father's Day in a very great way might come Thursday, April 29th. Sometime around, I don't know, maybe 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, man. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's an exciting time. And, uh, you know, obviously this is something that he's dreamed about his whole life. We've, we've had conversations about this since he was probably 9 or 10 years old, you know, with, with that vision of playing at the highest level. And, you know, it, it's it's finally coming into fruition. I know all the hard work and, and everything that he's been through to, to get himself in this position. Now it's just a week away, so we just got to stay the course, man, and, and wait to see where he goes. Do me a favor, man. Can I get my jersey back? <laughs> I heard, Key, I heard you I heard you talking crap, man. Hey, I, but, I just uh, want to know. You, hey, you, look. you and Jay Williams about, about us holding, man. Come on. Can I, get my, on can I get my jersey back, though? That's all I want to know. <laughs> How you doing? Nah, doc. <laughs> I'm good, man. What's good with you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging there watching. Congrats on the sun. I'm, I'm watching him every step of the way. How how Pat? How has this process been with him, opposed to when you went through the whole process previously? Uh, I think it's different in, in just the simple fact that he has me to lean on. Uh, you know, uh, a, a father who's been who's played in the league and and been through the process, so he can kind of you know not questions off of me that 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 he doesn't know and. and Obviously, I, I was there to, to, to support him and help him through it, but it is basically the same uh, with with the combine and, and everything, the, the pro days, the the picking the agent and all that. You know, I, I was there with him every step of the way, and, and like I said, obviously, you know, the, the time has come for for him, you know, to, to go play at the at the next level. So, you know, anything he has for me when he gets there, you know, I'm, I'm here for him. Let me ask you this, though, Pat. When you made the decision and your family made the decision to go to Nick Saban in Alabama, 
knowing that they've had success at the corner spot in college, but the technique, for whatever reason, has not always transferred to the NFL. What what went into mm-hmm. that decision to say, you know what, we're rolling with Nick? Yeah, it was it was a tough decision, Key. I, I, we we were you know <laughs> grinding the midnight all the the, the uh, night before, and it came down between uh, Bama and LSU, obviously. A lot of people thought he was going to LSU, but it, it didn't work out. But I, I think he just wanted to, wanted an opportunity to go to go play, you know, for the guy who um, a lot of people think is the greatest coach ever. So, you know, obviously Nick Nick played DB in his college days, and he he trained the DBs at Alabama. He he's with the DBs more than any other group. So, I think that in itself, he just wanted an opportunity. And like you said, sometimes, you know that that doesn't translate to league. But I, I, I just think that he's different because, you know, the, the teaching that he's, he's had, you know, throughout his, his little league, junior high, and high school years have propelled him to, to, to this spot. And, and obviously, you know, Nick does a terrific job with the defense, but he also he has me as a sounding board. So I get with him, you know, during the offseason, the summer, and, and, and just tell them things to expect in the league because sometimes, like you said, it doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you you expect a certain to have that dog in him, and I love talking to dogs because I love the way you played. But, yeah, holding whatever, Keyshawn, of course a receiver always looking for a way out how easy the game is today. <laughs> I know, right? But, <laughs> but, but, but tell me this, like, you know, what what what's his scouting report? You know, because I have him going to Dallas, and if he goes to Dallas, he's going to be playing a lot of cover three. But he's also going to have an opportunity, to maybe pair back up with one of his college teammates. You know, how excited is he about that opportunity? And how do you see him playing in the zone versus a man to man? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's the the Seattle wall old defense. I know the D coordinator who I think it does Bradley is a D coordinator, Quill. so he was in. Quill, yeah. yeah. He was in uh, – wasn't he in Seattle when they had a yep. Legion of Boom? Yep, absolutely. So so I, I think it's a, a lot of misconceptions with, with that defense, you know, uh, about being a man in the, in the zone structure defense. I think for the most part, when I when I watch, I, I saw Richard Sherman and, and those guys play man on the outside. Obviously, it, it's a change-up to, to play the, the, the cover three with, with them bailing and everything. But, you know – with their physicality, with him and Diggs' physicality, I, I can see some similarities between, you know, Sherman and those guys on the outside. But, but I, I saw them play a lot of press, press man, and and the the offset was a was some cover three. So I think he can do it all, man. That, that's why I think you know he's he's highly coveted because he's an all around corner. He can play zone, he can play man, he comes up and tackle. He even can play in the slot, you know, if need be. So you know, I think it'll be a perfect fit. I know you you obviously. Played it against a bunch of different type of receivers in in the National Football League. How impressed were you with the Alabama guys, though? I mean, they're not traditional six four, six three guys, but they got a lot of stuff that the big guys don't have. Yeah, kids, it's, it's really impressive, man. And you can go back to last year with all uh, with, with Julian Rubs. You know, all four of those guys were on the field at the same time, and now you know this year with, with Smitty and Waddle and I. I've had a, a, a opportunity to really get close to Smitty and Wild because Pat and Wild were roommates. They they had an apartment together, and I, uh, obviously Smitty used to used to hang around. So well, those guys are unique, man. I know they look at the size and everything, but those guys are, are really really athletic. And if you look at their backgrounds, both Wild and Smitty were tremendous high school basketball players, and I think that translates to the football field, especially at the receiver position. And and they're multiple. They, they can they can play outside. 
inside. Uh, obviously, with Waddle, he can return kicks, but even even Smitty returns some punts this senior year. So those guys are just dynamic, man. They're competitive. They compete for the ball. And I know people looking at their size, but the thing that, that really impresses me about them is their toughness. And you see a guy like Smitty, man, 170 pounds, soaking wet, but he blocks. He does all the dirty work. He's a gunner on special teams. So they, they have it all, man. They have that mindset that it takes to be great. And I think they're going to excel at the next level. It's amazing. You're right. We I saw him in the national championship game flying down the field on special teams like a week after winning the uh, belated Heisman Trophy. And I'm like, is that really <laughs> right? Is that really him? It is. So it'll be fascinating yeah. to see where he goes, to see where your son goes. Key, you got something on the way? No, out the I was going to tell Patrick, I'm going to make sure my producer getting my address so I can get the rest of my jersey back. <laughs> Hey Pat, did the swelling I got, go down? Hey, I got half of your jersey on my wall. <laughs> hey Pat, did your swelling go down for jamming Keyshawn at the at the line and hitting him in man, the sternum all y'all game? Man, technique. They didn't do no jamming. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, you and Sam Key. turned y'all hips and ran. Y'all was playing cover four, boy. Key, Key, no. you can't bail and hold. You can't bail and hold. How well, you I say, which one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> well, he would hold sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> Sam was Sam was the holder. You talking about holding somebody? Jeez, man. Him and T. Buck. No, Lord have mercy, man. Yeah. It, it seemed like everybody in our division starting to say that. Man, I saw Charlie White saying something about it. Man, we we just jammed y'all. That, that's all that was. <laughs> I, I, hey, Pat, I'm sure he wasn't holding you on them stock blocks. I'm sure he wasn't holding you at all on them stock blocks, right? He didn't want no part of that. Oh man, key key a professional holding a professional <laughs> pusher over. You know those big guys, man. They they don't push you. He, he threw the little flipper at the so. top of the route. <laughs> Although Absolutely. I'll push. Great, I'll push I got great competition, though. <laughs> yes, sir. Good to catch up with you. Terrell Buckley reference and Madison reference. Got them all in. We got them all in all this morning. All good corners. Though. Oh, yeah. All I, want, I want to mention this one thing, though, because we're about to set a record. We, we're, we're probably going to have seven guys drafted from, from our high school. I'm the head coach at American Heritage here in Florida. We're going to have seven guys drafted this year, so watch out for, for, for my other guys. All right, for sure. Yes, man. No Congratulations. Doubt. That feeder system, one, high school to one. college, yep, to the NFL. And we'll see you and your son April 29th on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Patrick, beat. thanks. Appreciate it, fellas. <laughs> see, that's when that's when cornerbacks all around the landscape was good, man. Yeah, man. They was from Ty Laws to, to Charles Woodson. You got to throw Chris McAllister in there. To, to see Michael's cool. To, to all the Miami dudes, they was just – it was ridiculous, man. The only thing that they couldn't handle in Miami is because once they worked them so damn hard, by the time they got to November, it was a wrap. Dale Carter, uh, uh, when he Troubled was in Denver. Troubled but talented. Yes. Well, I Troubled mean, you know, every now yeah, and then some things happen. You need somebody – you need some people on your team. Yeah, everybody can't be nice. You, you, need some, you need some felons on your team. and You need some guys like, man, I don't know if he's going to show up for work today. You, you know, got to have a couple, huh? Hell, yeah. We got to have a couple unreliable guys. You seen Chris? <laughs> nope, I ain't seen him, coach. We've been out all night. <laughs> all, be of in our, here. all of our guests, including Patrick Sertain, joined us on the Goodyear Hotline. Of course, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way, it's Caller Roulette. If you're unfamiliar, you got a high bar because the callers have been awesome today. Here's the deal. Call us up, 888-SAY-ESPN. We're going to give you a line number as soon as you call in. Then, as soon as we call your line, give us your name, your number, and boom, hit Bart and Key with something. Easy. Call us, 888-ESPN. I give you a line number. You give us your name and where you're calling from, and you sound off. I love when you set the bar low. It's easy to hop over. So we, <laughs> we've been able to get this caller roulette thing going pretty well. 
No line five. Speaking of five key ranked as top five NFL quarterbacks, you guys have weighed in. By the way, draft eligible quarterbacks, I should say. Just a reminder before we get to your reaction on Key's list and then call a roulette, tune in Sunday night. Cubs, Braves, coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And 7 p.m. with a little baseball tonight heading into the coverage on TV over there. Sunday night, Cubs. Braves keys real rankings for quarterbacks most notably at Justin Fields at one ahead of Trevor Lawrence our guy Travis Rogers your old buddy in LA I think someone hacked your phone Travis not on board man I'm not listening I'm not listening to Travis he's just looking for clickbait Zach Wilson was four Matt says just remember Keyshawn regarding Zach Wilson in competition everybody's talking about who did he play he beat your USC Trojans and then went on the road to Knoxville to knock off the Vols as a sophomore both USC and Tennessee should drop their damn football program so what like seriously come on David says to you Key seriously ridiculous it's Trevor Lawrence who you have at two and not one oh well it's my list when they got their own social media they should make their own list Kevin I says, what the theme of it. The number ones are yeah. <laughs> Kyle Trask, who Stop. you didn't have in the top five. No, I don't is think better he's a top five guy. Davis Mills, okay. who is in the top five, but Davis Mills is better than Mac Jones, also not in your top five. Okay, that's fine. And how about Will, finally, before we get to call a roulette? I hope the Jags take Fields. That's what Key is proposing since he thinks Fields is the number one guy. That means the Jets can snag Trevor. Lawrence, that would be a dream come true for Jet fans. Yeah, what if the Jets decide not to take Trevor Lawrence either? What if that happens? What if the <laughs> what if what if, if what if, if the Jags say ah we want Fields? The Jets say ah we still want Wilson. If if was the fifth, we'll what all if be they drunk. do though? So you, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence to get and then all of a like sudden they'd be like uh we don't like him either. We taking Trey Lance. <laughs> People would lose their minds if he slid like that. Absolutely. They would, go, they would go crazy, man. The chosen one is no longer in the top three quarterbacks. The chosen one not picked one. We'll see what happens Thursday night, April 29th, ESPN Television, ESPN Radio for the 2021 NFL Draft. And, of course, we'll have you covered all the way through April 29th. We'll be talking draft heavy all day, every day. And somebody will be writing, Zubin. <laughs> Somebody will be writing, I said that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the fifth quarterback. Watch. <laughs> well, you did that. You, technically, you said it. So you did say it. Let's spin the wheel, Alan. Could also be James spinning the wheel today. Don't want to take anything away from anybody. Let's go to line four. Julian from Houston. I'm tired of hearing all about this Lance. Uh, Trey Lance hasn't had that many starts. Yes, we only have 17 starts. Mac Jones. Jones. Boom. You got it. But Max played real competition. Spin it. Line three. Corey, Charlotte. Uh, I don't know if y'all mentioned, but Sean Taylor would be another guy I would have oh, mentioned yeah. that if had his life not ended, uh, I think yeah. he would have been the best safety ever. And also, I have a question for Keith. Yo. Um, if you were the New England Patriots, who would you select for the, uh, as our quarterback? If if I had to draft him, if you had to select yeah. him, oh, I'm gonna take Justin Fields if he falls in my lap. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Pats are at 15. It would be the highest Bill Belichick had ever selected a quarterback in his illustrious career. Spin it. Line six. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tom from Toledo. Uh, Quick three, Hank Gathers, David Pollock, and Greg Oden. Oh wow! Yeah, we've had the bookends. We've yeah. had Odin, just so they yeah, just Hank so they, gathers, but Pollock just, had the neck injury. Yeah, right? that's well, right. Well, just so they know, you know, we kind of took people that lost their lives, you know, kind of out of the list. Right, yeah. right. But I understand that their careers just did not have the finality, right. and, and obviously Sean Taylor yeah. died in a tragic fashion. Spin Sean the wheel. Was being... Line two. Charles from Michigan. How y'all fellas doing? What's happening? All right, I got. I, I love Keys uh, top five, except I will put Kyle Trash into the fourth spot, and um, and Wilson into the number five spot. Now, question: Key, if uh, if Washington, I'm a big Washington fan. If Washington had a had you know would select Trash in the middle, second or third round, how would you think that would work out? I, I couldn't. You heard him. If you take Trash in the second or third round, how would you you know think that would work out for yeah. Washington? Value pick. I think it's a good pick. If they can get him in the second, third round, it's a good pick. They got Heineke, but they got Heineke. Heineken. Have a good weekend. <laughs> we'll see you Monday. Oh, that's the build a week. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.